I left the nursery and headed home. Perhaps it would be instructive to understand the neighborhood into which Mr. Frank Bellarosa had chosen to move himself and his family. It is quite simply the best neighborhood in America, making Beverly Hills or Shaker Heights, for instance, seem like tract housing. It is not a neighborhood in the urban or suburban sense, but a collection of colonial-era villages and grand estates on New York's Long Island. The area is locally known as the North Shore, and known nationally and internationally as the Gold Coast, though even realtors would not say that aloud. It is an area of old money, old families, old social graces, and old ideas about who should be allowed to vote, not to mention who should be allowed to own land. The Gold Coast is not a pastoral Jeffersonian democracy. The nouveau riche, who need new housing and who comprehend what this place is all about, are understandably cowed when in the presence of a great mansion that has come on the market as a result of unfortunate financial difficulties. They may back off and buy something on the South Shore where they can feel better about themselves. Or if they decide to buy a piece of the Gold Coast, they do so with great trepidation, knowing they are going to be miserable and that they had better not try to borrow a cup of Johnny Walker Black from the people in the next mansion. But a man like Frank Bellarosa, I thought, would be ignorant of the celestial beings and great social icebergs who would surround him, completely unknowing of the hallowed ground on which he was treading. Or, if Frank Bellarosa was aware, perhaps he didn't care, which was far more interesting. He struck me, in the few minutes we spoke, as a man with a primitive sort of elan, somewhat like a conquering soldier from an inferior civilization who has quartered himself in the great villa of a vanquished nobleman, Bella Rosa had, as he indicated, purchased the estate next to mine. My place is called Stanhope Hall. His place is called Alhambra. The big houses around here have names, not numbers. But in a spirit of cooperation with the United States Post Office, my full address does include a street, Grace Lane, and an incorporated village, Laddingtown. I have a zip code that I, like many of my neighbors, rarely use employing instead the old designation of Long Island. So my address goes like this. Stanhope Hall, Grace Lane, Laddingtown, Long Island, New York. I get my mail. My wife, Susan, and I don't actually live in Stanhope Hall, which is a massive 50-room Beaux-Arts heap of Vermont granite, for which the heating bills alone would wipe me out by February. We live in the guest house, a more modest 15-room structure built at the turn of the century in the style of an English manor house. This guest house, along with 10 acres of Stanhope's total 200 acres, were deeded to my wife as a wedding present from her parents. However, our mail actually goes to the gatehouse, a more modest six-room affair of stone, occupied by George and Ethel Allard. The Allards are what are called family retainers, which means they used to work but don't do much anymore. George was the former estate manager here, employed by my wife's father, William, and her grandfather, Augustus. My wife is a Stanhope. The great 50-room hall is abandoned now, and George is sort of caretaker for the whole 200-acre estate. He and Ethel live in the gatehouse for free, having displaced the gatekeeper and his wife, who were let go back in the 50s. George does what he can with limited family funds, his work ethic remains strong, though his old body does not. Susan and I find we are helping the Allards more than they help us, a situation that is not uncommon around here. George and Ethel concentrate mostly on the gate area, keeping the hedges trimmed, 
the wrought iron gate painted, clipping the ivy on the estate walls in the gatehouse and replanting the flower beds in the spring. The rest of the estate is in God's hands until further notice. I turned off Grace Lane and pulled up the gravel drive to the gates, which are usually left open for our convenience, as this is our only access to Grace Lane and the wide world around us. George ambled over, wiping his hands on his green work pants. He opened my door before I could and said, Good morning, sir. George is from the old school, a remnant of that small class of professional servants that flourished so briefly in our great democracy. I can be a snob on occasion, but George's obsequiousness sometimes makes me uneasy. My wife, who was born into money, thinks nothing of it and makes nothing of it. I opened the back of the Bronco and said, Give me a hand? Certainly, sir, certainly. Here, you let me do that.